0: All right guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I am joined by Apathy. What do you mean, welcome back? This welcome is our major voyage. Well, this is like this is the <laughs> pilot of
1: we're gonna do some cool stuff, dude. This is gonna be amazing. We're gonna do amazing stuff. It's not just gonna be cool, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. And 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 so we're
0: kind of throwing around some some thoughts. We're gonna get into that though. Yeah. Like we got we got time for that. Like all the ideas we have around doing a, a podcast that maybe is not weekly, but Maybe bi-weekly or somewhere in that range. Yep, we've got some ideas flowing. Yeah, we're right? gonna do
1: some stuff. We're gonna do some uh, a lot of funny stuff. You're gonna get a lot of information. You're gonna get. First of all, let me say that Byron right. Dude, now I'm is grabbing
0: drinking, my water, and but, regardless of of what you say about it, this is the best I stuff think, on earth.
1: I think Byron's a psychopath because he's drinking sparkling seltzer water that has no flavor in it. You're either from Europe, which is okay, or you're a psychopath Dude, with bodies in your trunk.
0: So. uh the, the deal with the sparkling water is I don't drink soda mm. now, because I need the carb, yeah. carbonation, right? But the flavored stuff is terrible. This what, are you, what are you, You're on, like, some fake lime, fake grapefruit, That's not ruby fake. red.
1: This is, look at This is 100% oh. natural flavors. Yes, they yeah,
0: natural flavors, <laughs> whatever that means, yeah. Yeah, what you call me, a psychopath? A psych,
1: a, bodies in the trunk, guaranteed. If I see that, the... if I was a chick and I was on a date and I saw somebody whip out a can of dry, original <laughs> sparkling seltzer water with no flavor, I'd be like, uh, I got to go to the bathroom and take off <laughs> for my life. So, dude, how,
0: besides the water, okay. how, how many people here you think listening know who you are? Like a ton? I would imagine. Yeah, Way yeah, more yeah, than I, probably I, me. Yeah,
1: I, I think a, a good amount of people know who I am. Way
0: more than they know who I am. So, But if, for those of the, the people that don't, what's like your little... You know, quick origin story it's, I know it's not quick It's super long Because you've been You've been in the music industry For so so long What it Like When did you break out Like 2000 Like 2001 Is that when I you mean, like
1: When I first started Putting out independent stuff Was like 1997 1998 And then uh, I got signed To Atlantic Records Around 2003 After years of doing Independent hip hop I was signed to Atlantic Records They wanted me to do stuff That I didn't want to In the to 90s Atlantic. I got signed in two thousand three.
0: Two thousand three. Okay. Yeah.
1: So and that was a fun time, dude, because there was Jay Z Blueprint two was out. Kanye West was just coming out. Fifty Cent and G Unit were blowing up, and you know uh, who's the uh, Cameron in them? You know with Dipset and all that. So it was a fun time to be doing music. But what they wanted me to do, what Atlantic wanted me to do, is do like frat boy college rap, but. I didn't go to college, you know, they wanted me to ride on skateboards and get diesel to take my shirt off and all these funny industry things that you always hear about that uh, are ridiculous, but I wouldn't do any of that. Why'd they want to
0: put you in that mold, do you think?
1: So they could sell records because it made sense to them. They were looking for the next Eminem. They were looking for something that they could. Did you hear
0: that like a lot? Like when, cause Eminem like popped in like what,
1: late nineties? Yeah, Eminem popped definitely late 90s like 98 he started dropping his first stuff like uh, And people
0: are like, "Oh, app, you're white, so like you need to play off at that hotel.
1: That's what the industry does though. They're right. they're like, "Oh, well, this succeeded, so now we need to find the next this."
0: I'm not going to sit here and claim like I know the music industry like you do, but it yeah. isn't Eminem like one of the like greatest lyricists or is that just not true?
1: Absolutely. Oh yeah, without a without a question. The thing is, is though, I personally, my personal opinion, I don't listen to Eminem cuz I don't like his albums, his songs. Mhm. But when I hear him do freestyles or when I hear him do verses, I'm like, this guy is technically easily one of the best rappers of all time, all time. and he's a pioneer. Like okay. he's on, he's like a he's like an alien the way his brain thinks how he pieces words together. So you
0: and I mean, dude, the source just wrote an article on you like tw- this year, like in, this spring, a couple articles, right? The Source,
1: yeah uh the source did some stuff about me um in on their website thing where yep. they reviewed the album, they did something right they, like they've I, been I, reviewing I, me for years yeah,
0: yeah. It, so my point is you've and you go all the way back to the 90s all the way up until now right yeah, like yep, late you've 90s. consistently been like i'm gonna do my thing like yep. regardless of
1: regardless what of, of yeah regardless of major label we stayed doing underground stuff and we stayed successful with the underground stuff and kept our you know our ear to the ground with all that
0: now, when they were trying to pigeonhole, do you think you left money on the table because of maybe. that?
1: Maybe. I always think about that. You know, right. I try not to, like, lose sleep over it, but I'm like, yeah, what if it. what if I just got diesel back then and took my shirt off and skateboarded around and do some corny song about beer pong in college? You know, maybe I would have popped off, but then at the end of the day, I would have got left there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I would have done that one song. I wouldn't that be one me thing, anymore.
0: that one moment in time. Yeah. You yeah, staying I mean? true to
1: yourself is always, like, the winning formula. Exactly. And it's crazy, too, because, you know, I had raps about this or that, seeing seeing drug stuff and seeing hustling and all that and, and this or that. And my A&R, who's a very successful A&R, Mike Karen, he was responsible for Trick Daddy, Trina, Twista, Trey mm-hmm. Songs, all these guys – um, he was like, oh, App, you can He literally sounded like Napoleon Dynamite. He was like, oh, App, you can't uh, rap about those things. They're not realistic. You should rap about college and stuff. Meanwhile, I grew up around drug hood shit. And um, I didn't graduate high school, so how the fuck am I going to rap about college? Yeah. And all that. So it, it's a funny thing that they try to get you to do. You can and rap I about going to college parties. I'm sure you went to some parties. Oh, well, I hung out at UConn <laughs> constantly. I yeah. lived there vicariously through I other went people to, for like 10 years.
0: Yeah, I went to UConn and started going there when I was a sophomore in high school.
1: Oh, wow. That's funny. Hanging Absolutely. out there, right? Spring year. weekend and everything. It was my,
0: you know, like my older friends started going there. So, yeah. sophomore, junior year, senior I would just go there. Like, definitely spring weekend. You know what's funny? Sure. you
1: talking about Eminem. The reason why I got signed to Atlantic was Jimmy Iavine of Interscope Records originally flew us out to L.A. And he like put us up in the uh, on the Grafton on Sunset or wait. Yeah, it was one of those hotels, one of those super crazy, the standard on Sunset. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gave us a uh, SUV and they gave us company cell phones because we didn't have them back then and all this stuff. And it was really cool. But Jimmy was so busy at m cleaning out my closet video that he couldn't meet with us. So we ended up taking a meeting with Atlantic Records. which is why they signed me at that point in 2003
0: yep and then from that point you went that's when you started doing your solo dropping your solo albums your first was in, in 03
1: well, no, my solo stuff, I mean, I started dropping singles. Back then, independent singles were working so well. We would do a, one independent vinyl, which had one song on side A and one song on side B. Okay. We would make thousands and thousands as kids. You Just know, dropping like, one song. Yeah, just dropping one song, and they were, they were popping. They were so popular back then, these mm-hmm. independent vinyls. And uh, it wasn't my first solo album didn't drop until 2006, which was a long time after I started. So 06 was your first solo album. O- o- 0506, o- yeah, Eastern okay. Philosophy. And you've done what six since then? Seven? Yeah, I think six or seven. I'd have to sit here and count them all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've done tons of stuff. We've released all types of material. We've released we released a whole bunch of like projects. The, the thing is that w- the way that me and my partner self titled of uh, view music is like how natives Native Americans view buffalos. We use every single thing that we do to benefit us. If we record five hundred songs, a lot of other people would skim that down to a certain amount of songs. We'll use every song. I'll put out a project called Apathy. The demo files from. Mm-hmm. 1995 to 1998 you know and we'll put it out there we'll release it so we you have everything. stuff
0: you've never released from like way back i still
1: have day. i still have so i released most of it from when i was a kid my yep. demo stuff because i put out one of those projects but we don't waste anything we put out we monetize everything we don't waste anything we use it all
0: and the last two years
1: you dropped what two albums in the last year and a half yeah, two albums, two projects. I have, like, Tupac work ethic, man. I just constantly am writing, why, constantly Why did you producing. ramp
0: it up, like, recently? Is it just easier to distribute right now?
1: No, not, not really easier to distribute. It's just that I, w- I was sitting on so much stuff, I actually had to slow down. Yeah. Like I had to chill out with making new music because I was putting out so much stuff. And prior to my kids being born, I went on this huge influx of making stuff, making music, being at the studio all night long, and just mm-hmm. song after song after song. And I'm like, "That's going to be for this album, and the cover's going to look like this, and this is going to be for this album, and the theme of that is going to be this." So, what? So, what's
0: made you like go a little bit heavier right now? Like you know. You, two albums if you've done six since oh three two yeah. in the last couple of years is like you're I've sitting done more than that too because
1: i've done group projects oh, okay. and all types of stuff like tons of got stuff it. yep
0: got it who's the most interesting person you've ever worked with
1: in the industry oh my god that's hard snoop from is, snoop uh, as an pretty, artist yeah. snoop is pretty interesting Premier dj Premier. a lot of these guys are interesting too because they're legends to me who i grew up listening to and idolizing and then working with them is is crazy, and sometimes it gives you gray hairs, and sometimes it's awesome, and sometimes it's perfect. Working with Cypress Hill, Cypress Hill, B-real is the best guy ever. When I first met him, he was a jerk to me. I got I met him when I got well, signed.
0: Who's the biggest dick
1: in oh, the industry? Man, that's that's tough to say, right? One hundred percent. You don't have to. I, no, I will. One hundred percent. Kanye West. Really? Biggest dick I ever met And this was This was when he was brand new This was before he had His first album out Before like, he was
0: dating Kim Kardashian
1: Way before he no, was they're dating probably Kim, married. They're they married, Nobody right? even heard Of Kim Kardashian At this point Like Paris and Nikki Hilton Were popping at she that didn't drop, She didn't drop That video yet <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I think Ray J Was probably still In junior high At that point I don't know But um, So he was The same way he is now I don't know I don't know But The persona exact, that you see Exactly like That's not a shtick That's not That's Kanye wow. All day That's him yeah, he, we, my A&R at the time uh, at Atlantic Records brought me to a session where Kanye had produced the song Twista, Overnight Celebrity, which is a huge, huge hit, platinum hit. And we went there to listen to it for the first time after Kanye produced this thing. And I'm like, that's cool, that's cool. So we're listening and Mike Karen is like, this is my new artist, you got to hear him rap. Mm-hmm. He's like, "App rap for him. I get like five and a half, six bars into it, and I'm like da 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 da, and he's like yo yo yo, check this out da 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 ba da ba da, and he raps over me, and I'm like my eyes are wide and my jaw dropped, and I'm like I'm gonna punch him in the face, <laughs> and I was furious, and my A and R looked at me and shook his head like no no no, don't do that, and bro, he's the worst, he's the worst. So guy. He was trying to
0: grab that attention.
1: He's Yeah, he just didn't care. He was just completely yeah. disrespectful, didn't make eye contact with me. I'm rapping. He T-Swifted you. Yeah, he, he totally. He, I'm the original T-Swift. You're the original <laughs> T-Swift, dude. That's yeah, exactly. unbelievable. Exactly, exactly. So he's he's the worst. He was definitely the worst, man. That's crazy. Yeah. He's there, There's been guys who have written. And the crazy thing is some of the guys who are so big, you think they're going to be assholes are fucking cool jay-z yeah. is the coolest guy ever really ever jay-z is the man jay-z is so fucking cool so i just saw, down to Earth.
0: i saw a thing today um puma shoes is making this huge comeback in the nba did wow. you see that
1: no i did not see that i did not know that i would have never guessed see that. that no
0: yeah they're making this huge huge comeback off of the back of of uh of jay-z
1: how because he wore pumas recently or something
0: They've got some business relationship going, yeah. right? And, and they're going to do something there. A bu- they signed four of the um, top 15 uh, draft picks. The top two draft picks
1: Pumated. this year. did. This is crazy. Because you yeah. know that it's going to be a thing all over again.
0: Pum. Oh, 100% now. Look it up. You'll see it. Okay. Like, we, I wish we were doing that in here. Like where we could look stuff up. I have little laptops in front of us. We're going to get there That's at some point. Um, Made in Voyage. Dude, yeah, they're sitting in front of this private jet. They've got – and so he's obviously tied in with Puma big time now because on the wing they've got uh, 444, which is his new album. Yeah. And then then his initials of his name. Yep. And something else. And he's standing there in front of the photo. But, yeah, they're talking about Puma, like, making a huge – Jay-Z named
1: president of Puma Basketball. There you go.
0: There you go. Wow. He's the pres.
1: That's crazy.
0: He knows how to turn some money over.
1: Jay-Z joins Puma Basketball in a high-profile role. So
0: he was one of the cool guys, Snoop. Snoop was one of the cool guys. Snoop's the best. Yeah.
1: Snoop is the best guy. He's such a sweetheart. Is that
0: where, because you've done songs in the past with Exhibit. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that how you guys got linked up? Like, Weren't they connected? I I met
1: Exhibit through my old manager, who's a very close friend of mine, this guy, Ryan Toehill, who does a lot of big uh, industry stuff, but I think I met Exhibit through, I can't even remember how I met Exhibit. Yeah. Because he used to hang out with B-Real from Cypress Hill all the time, who I'm close with too, and uh, I forgot how I met Exhibit, but... Yeah, just hanging Dude, out in LA, man. Hanging out with LA is super weird because you just meet all these people. That's all where the time. I was
0: going to go with this. Like, it's interesting how you've built this career over a 20 plus year span. Yeah. But staying native to Connecticut. Like, that's super difficult. Like, there's no. There's really. Is there any other rappers out of Connecticut yeah, that are, like, sure. worth anything?
1: Oh, yeah. Chris Webby. Chris Webby's okay. popping. Um, okay. Annoyed is on the come up. Uh, Jid on the track is popping.
0: My point is, if you're in L.A., the advantage is the connections.
1: Yeah. What? See, even Webby, Chris Webby, who's probably the most popular guy out there as far as numbers currently. and everything. Yeah, currently.
0: Super popular. Yep. Okay. Super
1: duper popular. Even he went out to L.A. Chris, shout out to Webby. He's like my little brother. He's he, living out there. He No, he went out there. He's back in Connecticut now. He is. But he was, he was like- I'm Is not, he local? I, I don't even know to put now. him on blast, but he was literally dating like Holly Berry and all oh. messing around, all doing all this stuff, which is out in the news, so Webby can't be mad at me for that.
0: Where in Connecticut?
1: Uh, he's, I think he's over by, I want to say the Waterbury area. Oh, okay. Yeah, somewhere yep. over by there. Yeah. But yeah, greatest kid ever. He was at my wedding. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, my but, little but, bro, has
0: it, do you think it's been a disadvantage for you? To like have your home base In this part of the I world I never stay because, stagnant
1: Here, Here's the difference Between younger artists Who want to do it They always want to Open up LA. for somebody Well you have to go to LA You have to go get out Of your comfort zone You gotta get right. the fuck Out of Connecticut Get out of this Crabs in the barrel shit No matter where you live If you're in Minnesota And you're having difficulties In Minnesota Get the fuck out of there Go but do something But why can't
0: you pull it off From Minnesota Because now If you're my point is, if you're really good, yeah. couldn't you pull it off from Minnesota today? Sure, with the internet, because, because you could go straight to SoundCloud or straight to wherever you can and just
1: upload. It. Yeah, you can do it. You can technically do it and put your song out there, and your song gets big. But the networking that you get, the value of the, the networking and being face to face and relationships, and you almost with people. have
0: to go viral. Like you have to be so good to go viral if you're just doing it from your basement in Minnesota. Or lucky, or lucky. Yeah, but or if you're, lucky. you know, if you're good, the luck's gonna going to kind of... Like, I don't think those don't things think two
1: run together.
0: No, I here's the thing. Well, here's what I think. Yeah. And then you can give me your opinion. I think that if you're working extremely hard, mm-hmm. you're going to naturally get luckier. Because yeah, you're sure. putting in the time. You're putting in all the effort. You're putting shit out there all the time. And so maybe you're getting lucky, but you're actually taking all the action. Going back to like when we were talking about like maybe if we're going to do like a weekly podcast, like... If it becomes every three weeks, yeah. we're gonna get lucky Lose the far less often yeah. if we if we do it every week. We're yep. gonna get really
1: lucky if we're doing it every you know. Yeah. It's just more work. Yeah, momentum and, and exposure and being out there. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. you think people can just get lucky too? For sure, for fucking certain. Like look at like the soldier boys of the world and all these guys the who just put no for them. What's that? Was that No Limit? I don't know. I don't know what Soldier Boy did. Soldier Boys? Look at those boys. There's these guys who just popped So No, off. that was Soldier Slim. Soldier Slim. Yeah, you're that right. No that limit. was No Limit. That I know was my No limit. limit game. Yeah. Soldier Boy was after. Soldier Boy was.
0: One of the best marketers of all freaking time. Master, Master P. Master
1: P. For sure.
0: Unbelievable. So, so when we always talk about, we've had this conversation so much like, more I am a believer of more content the better yeah, right like yeah, just yeah, push yeah. content out there like daily like as much as you can possibly handle yep master P had that licked in 2000
1: yeah man he, he was, was a dropping beast.
0: an album he had that whole crew like a, he was bringing in tons of people he had probably 30 40 different artists that's with why
1: he's got like athlete money you know what I mean he doesn't have rapper money he's got like athlete money money,
0: they were dropping an album every single week I would stand at the uh, vending machine in my high school (laughs) and when people would come up and get like their you know they put a dollar and 75 cents for a bag of M&Ms or whatever be like yo can you leave the quarter can you leave the quarter can you leave the quarter and I just fill up my pocket with quarters and then at Strawberries on West Main, I would go and I'd pick up the new No Limit album. I
1: heard this about you. I heard that you were a hustler in high school. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's dope. That's really I dope. made sure I had Strawberries, stuff. first of all. Hey, people don't know out there. If you're listening, Strawberries is, is our Coast local. Thing? That's for sure oh, okay. a local thing. Yeah. Strawberries is where we bought our tapes and CDs and all that stuff. So you guys probably have what uh, Sam been national? Goodies and, yeah. and, and you know, Tower and all those and Amoeba in LA. Tower. Yeah. I forget the other names that people have. Uh I'm not sure. If the What was the one in the mall that like the Crystal Mall? Oh shit, there was what was it? Tape World? Is that what one was? No. Um Was it The tower? Wall? The Wall, there was the Wall. Um what was the one in the mall that was upstairs, you're right, in yeah, Crystal yeah. Mall? Exactly. Yeah, I can't remember what that is. They I know had, a million people are going to tell me. They had a franchisee
0: type name, I believe. But yeah, I was a super like I would make sure my lunch period was during like I would make sure I had my study hall during lunch periods. There's three different lunches in my high school. So if you had study hall, you could just basically hang hang on the cafeteria all three lunches. Yeah, yeah. The only time people are spending money in high school is During that time. Because they're pulling the money out of their pocket. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would just go dude, I was like I was kinda like a bum hustle mode, like, dude, you wanna donate to the Barn scene Fund today? Like you got a quarter. What do you gonna do with that quarter? Like, what are you gonna buy with that quarter? Come on. Throw me the quarter, come on. And I would go around, I have a big bag of change and then I go to my locker and I put it all in my backpack.
1: You know? You know what's funny is we have different stories because I used to just steal the money out of my mother's quarters. Yeah, quarter you do job. that too. I got this song that I'm dropping it called too. "Take Money," and I talk about stealing. At the least money I was begging for it.
0: <laughs> Before that, I was stealing. selling Rice Krispie treats mm. in school.
1: Me and my buddy Dwayne used to, to uh, sell the um, what are those like the Warheads and all those? You know oh, what I'm talking about we bring candies to school. Oh, and that's sell a good play for fifty cents, twenty five cent ones for fifty cents. Yeah, you know.
0: Well, because where else are you going to get a warhead when you're sitting in school? Exactly. Supplying we, we a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like you're at Disney World. This beautiful sparkling water is going to cost me eight dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm it. going with the unflavored for the eight bucks. <laughs> you can get your fake lime for nine. Natural flavors. Absolutely. So what's what's next on the apathy agenda? So you,
1: whatever it is. So what I'm doing now is, uh, and the reason why I'm sitting here with you. And um, what I'm getting into now is I'm getting into real estate, which fascinates me and which is amazing. And the reason why I'm doing this is because music does what it does. And people are streaming now. People are downloading. People come to shows and stuff like that. But when I grew up, um, my parents were teenagers when they had me. And like most people, I, I want to say a majority of people. I wasn't taught financial responsibility. Yeah. I wasn't taught how to handle my money or use my money as a tool. And now that I'm f- almost 40 years old, I'm so angry that I lived the whole life of just blowing all the cash that I made and not investing did you, it
0: properly. Did you feel like you had to live a certain lifestyle because you were in the music industry and you were like hanging out in L.A. and like that kind of shit? Like, did not, you feel like not
1: crazy, not like not like keeping up with the Joneses, like most people because.
0: Not like buying, like, you know, Maseratis that you couldn't afford or something no like that. No like, way. But, like, did you just, like, kind of, like, like do the thing where you're, like, oh, let me take my boys along for this ride and, let's, like, let's go get a table at whatever. Oh, yeah.
1: I would buy and, dinners and, and stuff like, like I'm, that.
0: the table's on me. Like, yeah. we're going we're gonna to do bottles. Whatever it is, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I would buy drinks. I will buy uh, dinners and all that stuff. But I would just blow through my money on stupid stuff. Yeah. And I was never taught to have my money be a tool and work for me. And that's how most people are nowadays. Yeah. That's how a majority of people are. People are just spending their money. They work hard all Dude, week. Especially
0: right now in 2018. Yeah. People just belong. People don't see that what's coming in two years is there's going to be far less money in the system.
1: Why? What do you mean elaborate on that?
0: Far less money in the system? Yeah. like. The, the economy is gonna take another downturn.
1: That's what everybody's saying that we're due oh, for another recession. It's just hundred percent. Like it's we're just, overdue for a recession. We're
0: overdue actually. for a recession. So what like what we've been doing here is just keep investing in the future, right? Like we could have made more money over the last eight months, right? Like we're seven month what we? Seven months into 2018. We could have made more money over the last seven months, but we keep investing in like talented people. Yeah. Um better operating systems because we know the day is coming and we want to be super ready for it.
1: I think the the problem is with, with the generation of guys who are hip-hop fans who grew up from either the time period I am or even now, all of us like to have flashy shit. All of us like to spend money. People are spending their money on weed or video games or doing whatever they're going to do. And nobody talks about how to generate more money. We kind of just accept the role that we're just going to bend over and take it and pay our taxes and try to make more money. But no one thinks about financial responsibility. I read this fucking book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yeah, good which book. blew my brain apart. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, talking about using money as a tool and things that everybody gets so upset and they're like, fuck the percenters! They should just give us their money. How about you fucking learn how to make money like them?
0: Yeah, that argument's ridiculous because I, I'll always say it. Like, the facts are, if you took all the money away from the 1%, divided it up evenly they're all going to get it back yeah because to your point people are going to spend money like, just because all of a sudden someone hands you a million dollars doesn't make you smart.
1: If if, if those same people complain, complaining about capitalism and one percenters and all that stuff, if most of them, if I gave them five million dollars tomorrow, it's going to be gone. Like, that's the point. So yeah. fast. Yeah. You need to learn financial responsibility. So that's what I'm doing. I want to do something yeah. different. I want to go into real estate. I want to do. I want to teach my kids and, this. And I Dave, want my kids to learn good And habits.
0: Dave Ramsey, by the way, is not going to help you, even if you got five million bucks in your hand. Like, mm. you know, his whole game is like... Do you know who I'm talking about, Dave Ramsey? I think so. He's like a big investment guy. Is he got glasses and he's bald? He could be. I actually don't even know. He, he writes books? Is. He has a radio show. Okay. And he does write books. Yep. He writes a lot of books. So on his radio show, people will call in and they're in this Dave Ramsey program. His big thing is pay off your debt and then pay off your mortgage. Mm-hmm. And that's it? it? I mean, that's his big thesis pay down debt, pay off your mortgage. Save, retirement, save. But but his I got whole. books by this guy. There you go, yes. Yeah, I got books by you this guy. You got books guy. by this guy. I two books by this throw guy. In I the, read them. Throw them in the fireplace. Throw them in the garbage. <laughs> here's why because because here's the deal. His whole thing is like, make the money and keep saving it for when you're 65, 70 so that you can enjoy retirement. Dude, if life's about enjoying myself when I'm 70, I'm not super fuck interested, that. right? Yeah, fuck that. Like, so, so what you're talking about is produce an income and then start producing enough. Step one, in my Dave Ramsey world, mm-hmm. which is completely different, step one is become so valuable at your job that you can extract as much money as you can so that your salary goes up, right? Mm. Or whatever it is, if, you, if you're if you selling fucking keychains, be, become so good at selling keychains that your that stream of income is as high as it can get. Yeah. Have your living expenses set and then start taking the rest of the money and putting it into a place that can produce more income for you while you're living your life, Mm. which also is your retirement, right? If you have a way to actually capture passive income, and for like me, it's gonna be investing in multifamily real estate, big multifamily real estate that's gonna pay, that my money is gonna pay me on a monthly basis when I'm 40, 50, and 60 so that I'm enjoying life And then, oh, by the way, when I'm 65, I'm also set. But I'm not tapping in when I'm 65. Hold that thought. And I never went on vacation when I was 50. Let's,
1: Let's rewind back, though, because what we're saying sounds like fucking taking a rocket to the moon to some of these kids, okay? Some of these people who are listening to us, that is even too advanced because yeah. uh, here's what we need to do. And, and you got to get your paper all, for, right first. Yeah, for all you guys listening out there, this is what we're going to do. Moving forward with with this show, we're going to take all you guys out there who want to do better, who feel like you have no chance, your credit's going to be shit forever, you just got to go through the rolls. Fuck that. Don't lay over. Don't roll over like that. We are going to show you how to really do this shit. and we'll try. We're going to try to show you how to do this shit. So... Let's take while it, we're, let's while take we're it from, taking
0: the journey ourselves, by the way, yeah, like, we're learning right? this
1: as we go along. Well, we'll meaning,
0: it. meaning, step one is like jack up the income. Like, yeah. and people are always like, well, you should save more. No, you should you should figure out how to make more. See, this, this becomes so thing. valuable that you're going to make more money. Like, so if that's a five year step, one is like, okay, for the next five years, I've got to become so valuable to the current company that I'm in so goddamn valuable that one, my job isn't like in date, right? Like Mm -hmm. take care of that first. But then that I'm going to be adding so much value to the company where the company's making more money and my salary is going to reflect that, right? So get the income high.
1: I I think that- And then start
0: pushing it into that vehicle.
1: You know, I talked to a whole bunch of people and talking about the people who were like, you know what? I got a job at Dunkin' Donuts because that's what I can get right now. That's cool, but what your life mission should be every single day, no matter what, if you end up losing sleep over it or whatever, or you have to go out, you should be finding a, okay, you're starting at Dunkin' Donuts. You should be going to get a job where you're a server, where you can at least get tips and start to increase your money. You got to figure out a way to find a job that has more money. Maybe you're not qualified to do something crazy, but if I was at the point where I'm like... I mean,
0: personally, if I was at Dunkin' Donuts, unless you aspire to be working at Dunkin' Donuts, if that's a goal and a dream and you enjoy it do it yeah but if it's not
1: nobody's saying that shit
0: by the way you're better off if it's not something you enjoy it's not something that that aligns with your skill set of what you want to do for the rest of your life and what's going to make you happy we're going to and donuts and and being dead broke is the same fucking thing so how do people get out of that shit how you get out of it is you figure out actually stop trying to figure out like this big home run stop Mm. trying to be the next mark zuckerberg because you're not going to be yeah he's a fucking alien dude Like you're not going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah,
1: that's 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 a one in a bazillion.
0: Yeah, he's a phenom. So you're not going to be him, okay? And I know that's like you want people to dream big, but let's face the realities. Like all the people that are trying to like hit it big on some like you know, face social media platform or some app or whatever. Yeah, most of them ninety nine point nine 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 percent are not getting anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. So what's your skill set? Are you great at music, like? Right. Like you knew you were great at music. You loved it. You fo- followed your passion. You yep. made money. Now, y- now you're debating in your head, whether you spent the money appropriately or not. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but at the end of the day, you followed your passion and it led you to more connections than anybody has. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's value right there. If you do what you love, which is super like people are like, well, I love money. Well, <laughs> dude, you gotta have a skill to get the money. Yeah. Somebody's going to give you the money for what? What are they going to give you the money for? You better have something to back it up. So if it's a dung and do it's meh, fuck it. Rack up your credit card for the next three months, figure out what you love, and then go, and if it comes down to working for free, for the company, the startup that's local to you, that's on that same path, go mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. But, but if you like what you do, in. you're going to get a lot better a lot quicker, which means you're going to bring a lot more value to somebody yeah, by following absolutely. your passion, right? Like, you know, if you're great at, music but yet you're waiting tables to my point you're not advancing your skills all you're Mm -hmm. doing is you've put your you've put your career on pause yeah for money for dollars what do do you you what
1: do you recommend to guys though who are uh see this is the problem that i have is that when 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 young guys come up to me and they say app i want to do this in the music industry you know, I'll listen to their stuff, it'll be kinda average. I almost wanna be like, dude, this isn't for you, man. Go do something else. Yeah, Go be a well, fucking I mean, electrician. You've gotta be honest. Like if someone comes to you and like, What do you think, dude? Yeah. I wouldn't snowball snowball Like Well the other the other Like yeah. here's the
0: thing, and then maybe people can get better, but but I mean in, in rat like for instance, I would give them this analogy. It's the Gary Vee analogy. Mm. Like, okay, I love basketball. I can practice basketball myself. I could practice basketball all day long for the rest of my life. And I could have started when I was two. And I was never sniffing the NBA or college. Not
1: even getting close. Not even close.
0: Like if I practiced every day since I was two. So somebody in the music industry could practice their rap, whatever type of music they're into, every single day. And if they are not talented, it's not going to work out. doesn't mean that they couldn't be a producer maybe an agent right
1: yeah something else. are agents
0: still making, making ah, it in
1: music you gotta have a art you gotta have an artist who's really fucking popping to make money by doing it's fucking, a relationship thing yeah you gotta have an artist who's crazy like uh you know i'm friends with this guy chase infinite who uh is an independent Do you have an agent no i don't well we have booking don't agents who book shows for us but booking we, shows I don't, I don't need a manager like I don't have a day-to-day manager, but my buddy Chase Infinite did independent hip hop, and he did. He, he's very, very legendary in the independent hip hop realm. But then he went into the management realm, and he took over ASAP Rocky and all the ASAP guys, and he's super successful with doing that. You know, so he did a phenomenal thing switching over from being an MC to doing the management role. Well,
0: what's he? So he's the manager.
1: I, I think. I think. So I, like,
0: like, do, do, like, back. I feel like back in the day, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like maybe a Snoop Dogg had a manager and an agent. Yeah, booking Is agents that correct? for booking, booking shows. Agents. Yeah, they okay.
1: got booking agents. Yeah. So I, I and have your a, manager's
0: just managing your whole deal, your brand, whatever. Yeah, he's supposed to be all the, the people trying to like day to day sell your, your, your business shit.
1: stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. Which a lot of the times, a lot of managers don't do shit, and they're not worth it. And they want to take a certain percentage. of What, what was you the make- common percentage back in the day? Anywhere from ten to twenty. Ten. That's what I was
0: going to say. Ten to twenty.
1: Yeah, it depends on what they're doing. If they're Damn. generating that much more income for you and made you a star and did this for you, and they're giving you all their time and they're really killing it and they're bringing in stuff, maybe there's guys who make twenty percent. Mm-hmm. You know, and another thing too, maybe if you're up and coming and. Uh, it's the same thing as the real estate thing. If somebody joins a brokerage and they don't have any proven track record, right? Then you're going to give be, them the appropriate and they're really low split. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So once you once your value increases, maybe that could be reconfigured. Then the split works up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but for at that
0: point, but that would be the advice. Like, okay, you, to be honest, you suck at music, but there may be. Now the music industry is a little tougher, probably just to like go out there and adjust. Like if you wanna be a musician and now you wanna adjust in that industry and make yeah. money another way, might not be that easy. Right.
1: Yep. it's 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 a crazy thing. The music industry is just so different now. And the crazy thing about the music industry is it's changing. It used to be like every ten to five years. Now it's changing like every six seven. How many months. questions
0: do you get a week? People are like, dude, I just want to pop off. I want to be the next big thing.
1: Constantly, and I don't even know what to say anymore, man. I tell kids that they should just go to school, go back to school, go back something. to school. That's terrible advice. Yeah, yeah man. why are go, you doing go that? Go learn a trade, man. Come go on, be, man. Go be an electrician and make six figures. You know what I'm saying? But fuck this music. Well, shit. I would
0: agree that there's a need for that. Those not enough young people are looking at that as a realistic thing. Well,
1: this is the thing I wanted to talk to you about, too. I listened to something on a podcast you recently. You can't
0: find an electrician right now.
1: Yeah, the try trades, to
0: trades. Just call up your local, wherever you are, if yeah. you're listening to this, call up your local electricians tomorrow and and literally try to get one of them at your house this week. There's not. You're not going to be able to. You're not going to find somebody. The demand is crazy. It's in, like, And that's electricians plumbing yeah all the stuff that like this young generation doesn't want to do yep you're right. There's a huge opportunity there for people to grab six figures easily.
1: Yes, yeah, six figures. If you motherfuckers out there want to make money and you want <laughs> to sit here and, and you want to do all this shit and you want nice cars and you want a house. People I'm sick of hearing people say dumb empty shit like, "Well, I just want to be an entrepreneur and I just want to follow my dream." What the fuck does that mean? What yeah. do you you don't have a plan in place. You don't have anything to do. Well, mo- so, most people don't
0: and, and so most people are like, okay, I'm going to start a business around what I love. They know what they love. Yeah. But then they're like, okay, I'm just going to do it on my own. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And then they realize like, oh, oh to run shit. a business. Oh, shit, we have
1: to invest into yourself. I
0: need to invest. I need to take the risk financially. I need to have my insurance quite, uh, tight. I need to be hiring employees. I need to figure out. Going to have with an
1: LLC a C- or an S Corp. Or
0: all that stuff. I need, to, I need to have an accountant on board. Are they going to act as a CFO? Who's going to be my operations manager? Are we paying taxes? Are we doing it quarterly? Are we doing it weekly? Are we doing Welcome it monthly? Welcome to the real shit, you entrepreneur Like, wannabes. dude, like, all that stuff. And then, then it's just like, oh, fuck, I failed because of this. Because, like, nobody wants to do this. And then the blame game starts happening. Yep, yep. When they should have just found a company that's on the trajectory and fit in as, like, a number five. Right? And, mm. like,
1: boom. I just saw, I just listened to this Joe Rogan podcast. And he was on with that guy, Peter Schiff. I think that's his name. Peter Schiff and uh, a he's comedian? a capitalist. He has a lot of comedians. No, oh, this no. guy's like a capitalist who went down to occupy Wall Street and was educating kids about what capitalism really is. Mm-hmm. And they were saying fuck the old school dream of finishing high school, going to college and and amassing this crazy debt that you have. He's saying to these kids, dude, fucking drop out of high school, go to a trade school, learn to be an electrician, learn to be a plumber, learn to be one of these things, and fucking cake off this shit. Yeah, Make this money. But you know what? It's not glamorous to most kids, so most people won't do it. Most people aren't about their business like that, I feel. They say they want to be, and they want to live. It's crazy because you see these young girls who want to live this Kardashian lifestyle and do all yeah. this shit, but it's not in the realms of reality.
0: To your point, if someone says to you, app. I just want to blow up and make a ton of money that's great advice it's like well what do you want to make money doing I don't know I just want to make a ton of money well hey maybe look at to your point starting a business around one of these trades uh, yeah you know yeah, what I mean that's a good because because you have to go where there's a need right like if you if you say you're gonna open up a uh, a local grocery store okay cool good luck but when Amazon's delivering everybody's groceries you're fucking toast right yeah but these trades they're not going away
1: yeah. dude like it's not going to be. Away. They won't be destroyed with automation, which is another creepy thing that they're going to. Not be when doing. you get
0: into somebody's house and it's like, oh, I've got to crawl through the attic and yeah, like it's very technical. Like, like you know that stuff is a human being's gonna be doing that for the next thirty years. Yeah, crawling around and running new like elect- like all that stuff. You can't just. You can't build an app on your phone to, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to <laughs> your- update your electricity in your house. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, you need a human being there. So, yeah, I think that's a huge opportunity, dude. I think those are the things that people need to be focusing on and, and young people need to be focusing on to really.
0: But you don't see any content about that on Instagram where people are spending their time or on Facebook of like, oh, here's the opportunity.
1: There's an open market for that right there. Yeah. There's, for anybody listening out there, there's there's your open chance. If you want to be the guy on Instagram who's talking about how to be an electrician. But like, or,
0: you originally oh, said- no,
1: there is. There is. There's a guy my friend is friends with named Ryan Sewers, who he's in New York, and he- And
0: he's pushing out this type of content? Yes, because- Like, hey, he, go, go, go to the trades?
1: Yes, he is. Well, I don't think he tells other people. He's just really marketing himself- um as a guy who goes out and does plumbing and he We've
0: got a goddamn rapper and a real estate broker sitting here jamming. We're talking about uh trade schools, electricians and shit.
1: Yeah.
0: I wanna go back to you said you're giving people advice of like go to school. Yeah. But and you said the trade school. You're not actually telling people to go to college
1: though, are you? No, not I don't All I right. don't think college. I, I I don't know enough about this. I'm not gonna say enough about this. But I almost wanna tell my kids don't go to college, do something else, figure out something else, figure go go into real estate, go into one of these trades, go do something else. But don't don't amass this massive amount of debt and go to school for that's a fucking point, yeah. communications degree or something. That's like that's that. the
0: point. Like if you're gonna accumulate debt yeah. then you Definitely should not do it. Like, if if college is important to you because you want because your grandparents always like hoped and wished you would get a degree, then going back to what I said before, go work to somebody for free. If somebody came to to us and was like, "Hey, want to work for you for free," mm-hmm. but my my whole trade off is like, I want to go to to night school and I want to get my degree because it's important to my grandmother. I'd be like, dude, all day, I'll pay for your school, and you come in here from eight. AM to 3 p.m., and you work Monday through Friday. Yeah, and I'll work with you and I'll pay your whole school off. That'll be your salary, right? But here's the problem most kids want to go to school, they want to take out the college debt so that they have the afternoons. To go smoke a J and and kill a couple beers, like that's the reality, dude. <laughs> smoke a J, what you know what I mean. What are you fifty? Smoke a J bomb. What is what is it now? I don't what know. I
1: it? don't even know. I don't even try to say it because I'm too out of touch. Get some CBD oil and rub it all over your face. I love the. CBD oil. I take that shit. Listen, I was taking CBD oil that had like a nice flavor, like mint to it. Yeah. And I thought this was official because I bought it from a co op. And I guess maybe it made me feel better. It, it chilled out my anxiety, which was really cool. I hear awesome stuff about CBD oil. So I've been using it, and I like it. Yeah. But I ran out of it. So I had to go get more CBD oil. So I went to one of these vape places that at the, the store. Official, yeah, anywhere, right? Well, yeah, but this, this guy had the official crazy shit that tastes like hemp. Yeah. I swear to God I was fucking drinking straight from the fucking cannabis plant. Like this, this shit was like next level CBD oil. But you're putting it in your mouth. Yeah, I put it, it under you my high. tongue. It's just, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah. No. Has no THC, it has no psychoactive properties.
0: I've heard this too. It it, it relieves the anxiety, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. For me. Anyway. And anxiety
0: medicine's a, a fucking racket.
1: Well, it's a it's a racket and it's just creepy to get into those benzos like, you know
0: They say that ever well, this I heard this on the Joe Rogan podcast. He says I don't know where he got this information, so I don't know if it's accurate. Yeah. A little disclaimer. He says every one of these uh, mass shootings, the peep, the the shooter has been on some type of antidepressant, uh, like severe, like the the strong shit. Mm. These pills, antidepressants, some type of anxiety, like strong, strong medicine. I believe that that stuff's. I just believe it's so. It's one. It's very addicting. Yeah. That stuff, and it, and
1: it, I just. I think it also separates you from who you are reality yeah Yeah. and reality you know it's like it's it's a creepy thing man and i think all these western-based medicines and all these things they they want profit and they want to do certain things and they don't give a fuck about people people are collateral damage on their way dude that's a whole billions
0: this is a whole nother show of like the mental space of people of why they're not actually like going and doing all the the bullshit that they're saying to you like app i want to blow up i want to do this i want to do that But when they're not like hitting you on a DM, like saying this type of stuff, they're like caught up in their head and they're not taking action. They're like just not getting out there, not getting around people that are on the right trajectory. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's, I, I think that there's, I think there's a huge influx too back to this thing about the anxiety. Like you said, this is a different show, but bro, it's so crazy. I've grown up with anxiety all my life, and I've seen. I feel like most people now suffer from some form of anxiety or panic attacks. I even made an Instagram page called Now Leaving Hell, which I haven't had time to keep up with, but to help people. And that's how crazy it was that I made this page and I made a Facebook page and I was doing posts. I was going live and talking to people who were depressed and they felt like they were alone in this. And uh, it's just nuts how prevalent that is nowadays.
0: Well, like you've been tied to culture forever, basically, Mm -hmm. because of the music industry. So like when in the 90s, you were 20 years younger, obviously. Is it more of a problem today with the young people like anxiety and mental sp- like health and that type of thing.
1: So I've heard some people say, "Oh no, you just hear about it more now because of the internet." No, I knew a lot of people and when I was going through panic disorder and I was going through anxiety back in the 90s if I talked to a thousand people because my net was wider because I talked to more people, yep. nobody knew what the fuck that was. Okay. Nowadays, if I talk to everybody, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I have panic attacks. I have anxiety for sure. It's way more prevalent now. It's more people being affected by it now than it was before because I've been suffering from this shit since I was three or four years old. And when I discuss this stuff with people, with multitudes of people, because I would talk about it all the time. No one knew about it. No one. It, you can almost look at the timeline. Like if you had some type of graph, like a school graph, and you started down here in the 90s and you just shoot up to present day. No one knew about it. No one knew about it. Then you get close to the top. and It's like everybody fucking knows about it and everybody suffers from it at one point. Yeah.
0: What's the one thing that you found helped you the most to get removed from that state of where like you're feeling anxiety?
1: I could I could name a whole bunch of things, but exercise helped yeah. me personally that's what
0: you always hear yep. yeah
1: like running on the treadmill not not just running and you're like oh okay i just did a little bit getting running till slack. you're exhausted yep Till you just want to go to sleep after you run on the treadmill i used to go on the treadmill and just run till i just couldn't take it anymore my lungs hurt and because i just needed to get all that shit out and that's one thing that helped me and what do you
0: think most people do
1: I'd probably take benzos
0: that and then they oh, go to smoke, sleep. Smoke I think they weed. go to sleep.
1: Yeah, maybe they maybe they go to sleep. There's people who have a hard time going to sleep though. You know, with with the panic and stuff. People True. who who stay up all night in their mind. And feels... go to
0: sleep like a metaphor of like just they just get immobilized. They don't do anything.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. They're not proactive about it. Yeah.
0: You know? I think at the end of the day, the best way to combat it is action. So if that's yeah. if that's action physical, like going to the gym, going, running, yeah, going whatever, out. that's an action you can take. The other action you can take is like Get your ass out every single day and get around the
1: right people. Well, you know, you know, because they're gonna pull you up every time. Yeah, you know what? One, getting away from people who are stagnant. I feel like you get anxiety and you get stress when you're stagnant in your life and you don't have something to be excited about. When I haven't been as excited about anything as I am about this real estate shit since I was young about hip hop. You know, yeah. like in the nineties, when I started getting excited about hip hop and like, holy shit, this is going to be something. That's how I feel about the real estate shit. So when I was having anxiety recently, um, I went to my, I went to real estate class. I was talking to you about some shit. It was so and, interesting it
0: when I saw you and my DM on Instagram and you're like, Hey, yeah. I want to talk to you about real estate, you know, whatever, whatever it was. People are probably wondering who the fuck you are. So this is how I found well, everybody's wondering who the fuck I am. <laughs>
1: so this is how this is how i met byron i decided that i wanted to do real estate by talking to a couple of my friends who were popping with the real estate shit and i was like i gotta get in that world so i talked to one of my homies dutch out in california and i was like dutch how what do i do to get into this do i just go to class and then i'm a real estate guy he goes No, no 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 dude first things first you gotta find a mentor and I said, All right, well what, a mentor in my state? He goes, Yes, you need to find a Connecticut mentor. I said, How do I find a Connecticut mentor? And he goes, Hold on, I'm gonna find one for you right now. And I hear him typing on his keyboard, I hear his ch ch and all that and he goes, All right, I got your guy. And I said, Who is this guy? He goes, Byron Lazine. He goes, He's one of the top Real estate agents in your state, and what I'm looking at on his shit, he's he he's doing uh, marketing and he's doing his Instagram crazy. This is the guy you got to get with. I said, say no more, bye. And I hung up. I DM Byron and I said, yo, let's meet up. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. We met up and they, yeah, that was it.
0: I owe Dutch. A, I gotta send him something.
1: Yeah, you gotta meet Dutch, man. Dutch is a maniac. Yeah, if you're going out to L.A., I should link you with Dutch. Man.
0: This is this is an awesome connection he put together. I pre- I appreciate it, Dutch. If you're yeah. listening,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: So what what's making you the most interested about this inter- industry like what intrigues you by far the most
1: Do do I'll be honest man I could say some deep shit and some it's not that at all it's the fact that um there's no limit to what you can do and there's no cap because Real estate is so valuable. And you said to me one time, which is probably, there's nothing realer than real estate. Stocks will fluctuate. These things will go up and down. It's tumultuous. Sure, there was the real estate crash of 2008 and all that. But I'm saying real estate is fucking here. It's a tangible yeah, but thing. but the point
0: about the real estate crash of 2008, if you, could, if you bought the right real estate in 04, it didn't matter in '08. If you bought yeah. the right real estate, what yeah. I didn't do. If you bought... Big apartment complexes in fantastic locations.
1: You you bought early, right? When you were young, dude.
0: I bought nineteen to twenty one. I bought in terrible locations, Norwich, Connecticut. Mm. Like you know, like Boswell. Like,
1: <laughs> I wish for, for the people who people know, that aren't this is local. Funny. Yeah. But if you're the, local, it's funny. Yeah. If you're local, it's funny. But
0: uh, like so. You know, I made every mistake in the book because I was 19 and I thought I knew what I was doing. I didn't do what you just said. I did not go out and get a mentor, right? I didn't get my game tight. But the point is, if you bought the right real estate in 04, even though the real estate crash happened in 08, it's real. People are still living there, renting, paying you an income every single month. Yeah. And that's real, dude. Like, so maybe your value, if you had a big multifamily property that was say worth $20 Twenty million dollars, and it got wiped out. The equity gets wiped out. And it's worth ten million. Mm-hmm. Okay, big deal. The rental income is still coming in every month, and then you wait it out,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and the building is worth or the buildings are worth back to that twenty. And today, like multifamily real estate, is worth way more than it was during that peak. So you ride
1: out the bullshit. Multifamily
0: yeah. real estate is at an all-time ridiculous high. They say there's still room to grow because when you look at Europe and what their multifamily's price out or Canada. For, for that, Canada's multifamily buildings are trading at a much higher clip than America.
1: Canada, we're coming, just so you know. Yeah, Me, and, me and Byron will be out there. <laughs> I got I to gotta keep
0: working on my United States of America licenses, yeah. but I'll get the Canadian license. Building those up? Maybe it's just one license you can sell all in Canada. I Boom. don't think so, No, man. definitely not. For the
1: provinces.
0: No, they break that shit up. But um, yeah, the point is real estate, like a stock, so Facebook got wiped out 20%. Uh, last week, twenty mm. percent of the stock value was that's wiped crazy. out. Crazy, yeah. Last week,
1: that's such a hit.
0: Now I'm bullish. That's the one stock I'm bullish on. I went out and bought some more Facebook. But I'm never gonna meet Mark Zuckerberg. Well, maybe Mark, if you if you happen to be listening, Mark, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'll definitely <laughs> take a lunch with you, my man. Uh, but but I'll never be. I'm not gonna be able to knock on Facebook's door and be like, Yo, man, I'm an owner. Like, let me in. You know, yeah. if you own real estate, you can go. You can check out the grass. You can you can take a dip in the pool. Be you like, can,
1: I'm, I'm in this. I own some of this. This, you, is, this is my either my shit completely or I belong. I'm partners on this.
0: You can sleep there. Other people can sleep there. You can charge money. People are going to pay you money monthly. On the stock game, you never touch it. You never feel it. It's like, okay, it's out there somewhere. Or certainly like a 401k. Like your your job says, hey, put some money into this 401k, dude. And you can use it when you're 70. They're taking your money and they're profiting off of it. And then you can tap into it when you're 65 or 70. That's ridiculous, dude. That sucks,
1: too. Like, why are you taking all this money and just floating it away and you're not doing anything with it in the present? Like Byron said, like, oh, what? So, hey, well, you can enjoy your life when you're 70. Fuck that, When
0: you put money into, like, say, multifamily, I'll just keep going back to it because that's what I believe in. If you put it into multifamily, okay, you've taken that chunk of equity and you could have put it into the stock market and you put it into a house. Okay, same thing. That capital is gone. And you can argue, okay, you're going to get a dividend maybe out of the right stock, but you can't now sit there and control what that dividend is. That public traded companies and say, okay, we're going to give you this little sprinkle here and there, right? Yeah. But when you control the deal and you take rents from 850 a month and you jack them up to 1150 because you put the right palm trees or you put the right... Uh, new roof on, you put a metal roof instead of cedar shakes yeah, yeah. or something like that, <laughs> and you increase the... That's va- an inside joke, by the way. <laughs> you increase the value of the property, you increase the rents, you're impacting directly what your monthly payout's gonna be, and dividends, by the way, are paid quarterly, and and you get monthly distributions when you, when you buy multifamily real estate.
1: What do you think about every... You know when I tell people, I'm like, yo, yo, I'm gonna get into real estate and I'm gonna do this shit, and they're like, oh, that's cool, so you're just gonna flip houses? I don't
0: Well, do because everyone watches TV and they think that flipping houses talk to a house flipper like it you know if you're thinking about real estate talk to some flippers one you got to be you to 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 scale flipping it's very difficult everyone watches a show and thinks I'm gonna flip a house I I I renovated a kitchen before I know what cabinets are like (laughs) I'm gonna start flipping them one you better have your crews tight yeah because, okay, now the going back to the electrician is not going to call you back. The plumber is not going to call you back because they don't know what your fucking name is. This is yeah. your first house you're flipping. So now what needs to take 60 days for you to like, make a profit will take you eight months or a year. Mm. Because That's a you, lot of time. You got yeah, to you,
1: calculate your time versus the profit you're going to. You make. just ate
0: up all your profits. So to scale flipping, you've got to usually have about ten houses or more going
1: at a time. You got to have long money for that shit. You, you have better have some money.
0: investors. You better have some investors, right? So you're not yeah. putting all, all your money at stake, or you better be just sitting on some money. But then at the end of the day, it, it's it's not a high margin business. You got to move these quick. Yeah, and if you're getting in and out of the deal really quick. That means that means your margin is going to be a lot less, right? Mm. Unless you're just like stepping in shit and finding like the most fantastic deal of all time, which is going to be very difficult. So that's the cliche thing to s- to say because people see it on TV. Oh, yeah. what are you going to start flipping, <laughs> dude? My my thing and what I've always said to you since since the day we met is like really digging deep in this industry and and becoming becoming a voice in the industry, you're gonna you're gonna catch some slack out of the gates because you're like, dude, you're a fucking rapper. Oh yeah, but you've I, dealt I've with it your before. whole life. I've been, like I've dealt with this. All oh, of- you're a rapper, but you're white.
1: Oh, you're a white rapper. Yeah, and then and then with the, the even when I joined Freemasonry shit, I got it from both sides. Rappers are like, oh, you're fucking Illuminati, you're doing this, and, and Freemasons are like, oh, you use curse words and do this. I've heard like I, my skin is so thick, it's stupid.
0: So so that's gonna be no problem for you. You're gonna deal with it in the beginning, but if you become a voice in the real estate industry. Yeah. now that's the game. So when people say, oh, what do you do house flipping? I'd say, fuck you. I'm going to do the same thing I've always done. I'm going to get attention.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: then I'm going to use, I'm going to use that attention for what I know. And then, and you'll figure out through experience, right? Cause you're going to put some, you're going to put some work you're gonna put some years into this. Yep. You're going to figure out through experience that, Hey, I know putting together a fund and, and maybe open that up to the, to the music industry or to, or making it, you know, niche like the music industry or opening it up to more people or, or maybe opening it up to all the kids that don't have an avenue to invest in, right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. We're gonna go out and buy multifamily deals. Or it's luxury property and connecting developers from LA to to the East Coast and, and shit like that. Yeah. But but flipping house after house after house is a job.
1: You know, I, I think that people get wrapped up, like you said, I think that people get caught up and wrapped up in a certain ideas and they get married to those ideas. And um, it's the same thing with, with a local versus a global attitude. And I think that when I first started out with music, people were like, oh, that's cool. So what are you going to do, play at places around here? Are you going to play at the fucking Polish club? And I'm like, no, I'm going to go to L.A. Oh, you have any plans? No, but I'm going to go out there and figure it out. And that's what the fuck I do. You know, that's that's what that's what you have to do to kind You're of- you getting your hands dirty. Yeah, you have to go in. You got to pay your dues. You got to work hard. It's not easy. Any, any fucking thing that you get easy is bullshit.
0: So you said, I mean, the answer you gave was, okay, there's no limit on real estate. I'll agree with you there. There's mm-hmm. no limit and it can go, it can spiral out a bunch of different directions. You could be flipping. You could do commercial real estate. You could do multifamily. You could yeah. do res. These you funds, could do Lux, all these things. You could do these fun There's a whole, you could start getting into the design world. You could build out a product. Yep. Like there's so many different things you can do in real estate but what so I get it there's no there's also no limit in personal finance or selling people whole life insurance so like what at the end of the day was like hmm I think I can like find a niche in real estate
1: I think the networking with people and uh just as far as the personal people relationships yeah and and uh really relating to people and the other thing too that helped me was that my wife and I are looking for houses and I know the experience in dealing with people with going to see houses what I liked and what I didn't like and I'm like man I could I could kill this that people aren't talking to me the way I want to be talked to people aren't giving me the information
0: before you started looking at houses with your wife yeah what was your perception of real estate agents and brokers? Just as a, you're a rapper, you're you know, in the music industry, yeah. you're, just a, you're, you're a dude out there. Yep. What was your perception?
1: Old school. Like I definitely thought, I didn't realize that there was guys like you and people who thought like me and my business partner, the way we run our music industry, I didn't think that there was guys like that in the real estate industry you know i didn't know that there was things going on like the tom ferry stuff and all that i viewed it as like car salesmen and the cheesy course, and, yeah. and and no disrespect to anybody but you know uh 60 year old uh white women who are retired who are doing this for fun mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever their motivation is I, you know that's i'm sorry if that's an unfair stereotype that was just what was in my mind when well, i
0: it, i mean it's the reason it's not unfair is the average age of real estate agents in this country is 58 to like 62. Wow. People get into the industry as a second career. So they might've been a nurse for Mm -hmm. 25 years. They might've been a, uh, a teacher. They might've been a corrections. They might've been a whatever. Yeah. And then they, they're still young and they still want to work. And they're like, Hmm. In like in Connecticut to get your real estate license, it's only 60 hours. Yeah. So they might've said, wow. Which
1: is the hell that I'm going through now. Yeah.
0: Dude. But, (laughs) Dude, it's sixty hours. Yeah, though. yeah it's, it's not, brutal yeah. content, but like, but it's sixty. Damn, it's so short. Yeah, like, I, nothing, I'm yeah. of the belief it should be six hundred hours. Mm, that's interesting. So, so get the license and be thankful. Well, it's there not is continuing
1: 600. education in these things that you have. Yeah, got like there. twelve hours every two years. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Like if you if you want to cut hair in cosmetology, uh, cosmetology rather, yes, co- cosmetology license, one thousand five hundred fifty hours. Mm. If I fuck up your haircut. It's gonna grow back. I have a sixty-hour course to do real estate, and if I lose all your money on a deal, dude, that bank account's not growing back as fast as your hair,
1: right? You know what? Though I think that if 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 it was increased, from what I see from these classes, I just feel like the information. There's no be real
0: life shit. Yeah,
1: there's no real life shit, and it's like I got I'm going in there and I got to remember how many square feet are in an acre. I got to remember the definition of vulsion. And
0: quite honestly, I know some some good teachers that that do P and P because they love it, principles and practices, which is a, the real estate course. But at the end of the day, a, a far majority of the people teaching these classes are doing it just because they want to avoid talking to clients because they they're burnt out on that part of the mm, business. That's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see so like, that. okay, I'll do this at night instead of actually having to deal with clients and pick up some bucks. I'm just burnt out on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so now you're you're really going to class, and they're just reading you the book because they're going through the motions anyways because they just want to get through with it and get and get that cash. Yep. You know what I mean? I think that I think the school needs to be much longer, and I think that there needs to be. Uh, I think they need to bring in guest teachers that are in the game, mm. um, and then and then literally allow them to make connections with the people in the class. Meaning, like, if you bring me in and say, "Hey, we want you to do maybe eight hours of this of this course," and 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 bring in some real life shit, okay, I don't need any money. My trade off is let me just meet everybody. Let me spend a half hour jamming with these guys and and. Tell them some like real shit about the industry, yeah, because then that's gonna give them if it's local, it's gonna give me the opportunity to recruit a couple of the gems, yeah if they yeah, like yeah, me yeah. and if I, you know type of thing if it's a fit mm-hmm. um but they're not doing that
1: i mean that's just, I think that's the same across the board with with all schooling and teaching i I feel like a lot of the logic goes out the window, and they just go through the motions, you know, yeah, and getting money, taking the money and going through the motions, and then all the logical shit gets
0: when are you done when are you done with the class
1: like September fifteenth is my last day
0: dude i I'm so looking forward over the next eighteen months mm. to see what happens like people are like, oh, this dude got his license,
1: yeah." I'm, I'm pumped, too, because a lot of people thought that, you know... I'm it's
0: going to be so much shit for 18 months. Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. I, I, well, a lot of people have misconceptions already. Already, They're like, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing real estate. And they're like, oh, okay, so you're going to be going out selling raised ranches? I'm like, nah, that's not what I'm going to be doing. Like, that's not, that's not the same thing. That's cool if somebody else does that. Yeah. But that's not where app's going. So you know and and there's gonna be a lot of shit like you said there's gonna be a lot of shit from people who see me from my hip-hop fans who are like oh so what He's just gonna do this now it's actually gonna be better for my fans because i'm gonna have the freedom to do the type of music i want to do at any point
0: dude i actually think in in your profile picture mm-hmm. you know like everyone's got these like i mean i've my picture on Zillow. i have a tie and i never wear a tie yeah. right like um, I think yours, you should just be like straight up wearing your hat. Dude. Yeah. Like I have thought about hat. this. I've put a lot of you thought know? into
1: this about my business card. Yeah. And I thought about, I'm not going to fucking throw on a tie and no. be one no. in the thing. You know, I might even have fucking sunglasses on. I might yeah. stunt really hard on them. Cause you remember you told me about who the was dude in you,
0: Minnesota with the fucking he's got got the horns helmet. on dude. And he's got billboards with him on the horns. Like he, and dude, he's a beast. He's one of the top brokers in the country. This mm-hmm.
1: guy, I'm going to put my hand like this. Connecticut
0: yeah you Absolutely. can do that <laughs> show some tats why not dude
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: yeah I think you I think and we've had this conversation but I but I think that you being who you are yeah and at the end of the day I mean that's kind of like what we've sat here and talked about like being who you are the, the thing that I did not want hiding to do, from it
1: the thing I did not want to do and I don't want to do is I don't want to sit here and rap at night and talk to my fans on live, and then the next morning I'm waking up going, "Hey, how's it going? I'm Chad Bromley, and I'd love to show you this beautiful house." And blah 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 blah. blah. I'm not. I'm that's not for me. I've never fucking done that. Well, living
0: two lives would be f- weird.
1: Super, and it would be stressful, and it would we- be weird, and it would feel yeah. corny. It would feel whack.
0: Like, know? dude, I'm a guy that it in the music. That's crushing it currently yeah. in yeah. the music industry. That is also a thought leader in the real estate space that's putting together big deals, that's connecting people across the country in real estate, whether that's in a fund, whether that's in a project, whether that's in a development,
1: mm-hmm.
0: while I'm also doing this in music. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's Dude, gonna 100%. be the.
1: That's the realm right there. Dude, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I'm excited. So we'll Absolutely. see. And you guys will see you on the journey as I go along here too, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, stay... Stay with this. If you, if you listen to this podcast, you know, check out, we're, I don't know when we're going to do it, but we're going to start really making this like a thing mm. and, and having like a format around it. This was a loose kind of conversation. Yep. Uh, definitely introducing apathy to my small little world. And, and
1: introducing Byron to mine.
0: To your big <laughs> little world, right? And, and, so, and so I think it's going to be cool. I think we're going to do some cool shit.
1: Yeah, it's going to be dope. It's going to be really dope. And people are going to learn a lot of gems along the way. So you definitely want to stay tuned if you give a shit about that at all. If not, cool. Awesome, brother. Appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, bro. Awesome. More to come. Word up.